0: to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today, I'm going to uncover our wellness magic. I ran into this woman on an interview. I was listening to a podcast and I was blown away. Her The way she looks, she looks at your tongue, she looks at your face, and she looks at your fingernails and you send her these pictures. And she can tell your organs, health, everything, your digestive issues on your tongue. Um, and everything on your fingernails. Amazing. So you're going to be very intrigued by this episode because you're going to be starting to look at your tongue and your skin and your fingernails. And since then, since I interviewed her name is Dr. Randy Shannon. Since I interviewed her, my whole family has gotten on her protocol. We sent our pictures and then she sent in what we needed to take. So. I also got rid of my my hormones that I was taking right um like 3 years ago, 2 years ago. Got rid of those, you'll hear us talk about that. But I think, you know, it opens people's eyes. I mean, even oil versus butter, now all I use is butter. I don't I threw away all my oils. She talks about that. <laughs> we eggs, how important eggs are. I mean, there's so many different people's perspectives, but and take for whatever works for you, do it, but yeah. I just, I learned a lot about, she's very, I mean, she practices what she preaches and she's an image of everything. Like she's never colored her hair. Um, her, she doesn't have wrinkles. <clears throat> anyway, there's so much to this and you're going to love it. But, and you can go to her website, com, and read about her and, you know, sign up for a You know, send her your pictures of your tongue and your skin and fingernails. But let me give you a little bit about her that's on her bio. It says, with over 20 years of experience in nutrition, longevity, anti-aging and stress related health issues, she is recognized authority, a recognized authority in the field of natural health. Through her studies of cultures around the world, she teaches the vital role of healthy food choices and promoting optimal health, particularly in regards to cardiovascular health, autoimmune disorders, and inflammatory-related diseases. She has developed a wealth of knowledge and expertise in these areas through years of practice and research into the so-called 1,000-plus incurables. Her unique abilities are in face, tongue, and nail analysis, a technique that provides an accurate record of a person's systemic and physical situation. She carefully examines the appearance of fingernails and tongue to distinguish between healthy and weak organs. Many physical deficiencies can be seen in the appearance of nails, and when the body is not functioning correctly, it is reflected on the tongue. Randy is committed to delivering exceptional client care and ensuring that every individual has access to quality, holistic health care. Her mission is to make the healing presence of God known in our world by improving the health of the people she serves. She is a wealth of information since I've been taking her protocol, removing things from my, you know, my whole family's diet. and. Really just being aware of what I eat and what I put into my body. I always have, but she just puts a different spin on it. So take it for whatever, (laughs) do whatever you got to do. Do you do you? But, um, I just wanted to share her with you because I felt that this information is important. And, you know, I just, the quality of our food and I, you know, you just, you just don't know. It's just so good to hear this information from someone who's done so much research. And I don't know. I mean, she's one of the only ones that reads tongues and fingernails and face, faces. So I think you'll really find Dr. Randy Shannon interesting. So let's see. On another note, I found a place for my retreat. Thanks to my Kate who connected with me on this podcast. Like many of you have and become my soul sisters and brothers. Kate helped me find a place. We went yesterday, secured it. It's in in Mission Bay, and it is going to be January twenty first. It's a Sunday, and it will be. I'm think we're thinking between ten and like three or four. So just like a half a day, and we're gonna do breath work, sound, sound, uh, sound bath. I have speakers lined up. I have people that are, that have been on this podcast. Lon was on a couple times. She's coming. She lives in the area. I have people driving down from LA that I'm so excited. So put your name, email me, ashleygonner at gmail.com to make sure you get on the list because it's in this beautiful, it's actually in a um, boathouse, like a crew. Kate does crew as a an older woman, like my daughters do crew in high school. Um, she's done crew at this place, it's called Zlack. And oh my gosh, it's just perfect and beautiful and right on the bay. And there's plenty of space for breath work and sound healing and speakers and us to have lunch and visit and indoor and outdoor spaces. So when I walked in, I just thought, oh my gosh, i it's like I manifested it. I put it out there and it just came and it's like more perfect than I could have even imagined. And I can see us having retreats there. I mean, they're open to having it monthly. So we'll see where that goes. But I just see beautiful, you know, times together there, people opening new, you know, new eyes of healing and just an awareness that, you know, we're all growing so much. And, you know, just to have this community of people just lights me up. And so if you want to be part of that, you live around like Southern California and you want to come down on a Sunday in January, you are so welcome, but just make sure you get on the list because it will be a limited space. I don't know exactly how many people it can hold yet, but we are finding that out. And I I will give, if you give send me your email and that you're interested, I'll keep you on that list. So make sure you do that. And then remember, first Monday of every month, this Monday is the 6th at 5 o'clock Pacific. We're going to have our startup group. I've had a, an amazing outpour of people connecting with me. And it's so, even from Australia, like, like oh my gosh, so fun. So we're going to have a like-minded group. We're going to have, I thought, I think we'll have speakers, we'll do meditations, we'll, you know, share stories, talk about... You know, podcasts that had been out that week or things that, you know, that hit home, takeaways, anything. And I just get excited because you're excited. And I feel like when I think of something and I get excited about it, like this uh, retreat, and then everything just keeps like falling into place and people keep saying yes to come and the place is beautiful and that's amazing, then it's all in divine order and perfect timing. So I am. Looking forward to all of these new things in this new year. And uh, my girls are in Sacramento as I record this out of crew race. And we are getting ready to go to Orlando for for their pageant. And we're just enjoying each other, having as many, creating as many memories, Paige and I together. But Paige and I are heading up to a college this weekend and gonna see she has an official visit. And that's for the crew team. So and that's exciting and just busy and fun and exciting. And I have so many people in the queue right now for this podcast that you're just going to be so excited about. And don't forget, if you need to go ahead of me on this podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel and watch those videos that I have. The interviews are on videos ahead of time. So you don't have to wait. But I do have a lot because I wanted to, you know, bank some. So when we leave for Orlando and Christmas time that I have those that I can use every Tuesday. So anyway, again, thank you all for connecting. It makes me excited and reaching out about these groups and this new upcoming retreat. But um, again, I appreciate you sharing these podcasts and Reviewing and subscribing to my YouTube channel and to this podcast. Everything and every one of you means so much to me. So without further ado, you're going to love Randy Shannon and her magic. And you are going to want her to uncover your magic in your body after you hear this. So enjoy the show. Welcome, Dr. Randy. Thank
1: you so much. I mean, really, what an honor to be invited out on your show. You know, I've got a background in radio and people think, oh, you know, you've done so much radio. But honestly, ever since those lockdowns, I lost my show. And I'll go into that, you know, while we're talking. But I was a Fox affiliate talk show host for eight straight years. And I love being invited on other people's shows instead of being on a solid one myself. So great.
0: Oh, so let's, let me give you or the listeners a background on how I found you. So I, we have mutual friends, Michelle Soro and her, I listened to her podcast and you were on it. I was just intrigued. I can't, I went, Oh my gosh. I have to meet you. I have to know you. There's something that you were calling me. I would say that like when I get this, like you're calling me. And so we connect and we, you know, get our um, interview. And I'm so grateful for. And then I start realizing, oh, this is why she's in my life. Like, I need to, you know, I'm 54, basically, you know, a year apart, same age. And, you know, as life goes on and you, you know, raise kids and you realize there's so many different mm-hmm. things that come, the the fads that go in and out, right? Like the mm-hmm. things that, oh, you're supposed to do keto and then you're supposed to do, I mean, fat free was when I was in college, right? Like, <laughs> all the things that you go through in life and you just start believing and doing. And then you're like, oh, that didn't work. So I've done all the things. I went to natural paths. I've done all the, you know, I really um, raised my girls super natural and healthy. But um I just, I've learned so much from you and I really appreciate that. But I want you to start with kind of where you You know, your background and what really got you into learning about the health and in the natural way. Want to take us somewhere where you can start there?
1: Uh, It'll start when I was a little kid. (laughs) We want to go back that far. I was probably somewhere around, I would say eight or nine years old and I was getting urinary tract infections. And that was in the days of Hey Kool Aid and the humongous candy jars laying on grandma's coffee table. And the little dime stores where after school you went and you spent like $0.04 to up to $0.10, that was your big spend. And you came home with gobs of little pieces of candy. And so I was getting tons of sugar in my diet. And that contributed to those infections. And so my mom took me to a doctor after, you know, several times. And finally, we get a doctor that says, you know, what is in her diet? Instead of taking, if you remember, the little popsicle sticks that they would put, you know, and it was a tongue is basically, and they would push your whole tongue down and look at your tonsils. At that time, however, this doctor put it on the tip of my tongue and actually looked at my tongue, which was hmm. amazing. And so he asked her about my diet, et cetera. And he said, remove all the sugars and the sodas and the Kool-Aids and all the popsicles, et cetera, out of her diet and watch what happens. And sure enough, to this day, Age 55, not one urinary tract infection ever again. Hmm. It was all very much related to the diet and all of the things that were removed, not just sugar, but you know, back in those days, we had fireplaces and when a tree burns, it's full of mineral. And so you would take that ash after the fire burned and you would dump it into the garden and then you would till it up and you would grow all of your food in it. So. In our diet, we were getting lots of minerals and things that you just don't get in the food today at Mm -hmm. all. So it changed my life. And so all of my life, I've been very much interested in health. And then when I was in high school and a little bit of junior high, my father worked for Hershey Foods. Imagine that. (laughs) All the licorice and chocolate you could ever ask for or want. And so once again, things like Reese's peanut butter cups, I used to gobble those down and I blew up like a balloon. Mm -hmm. And so I got into health. Then I took my first aerobics class, thought about being an instructor. Remember the Jane Fonda days and the Mm -hmm. stair step or the, uh, the step thing On off, you know, and, and I lost a bunch of weight to the point where I had friends in high school that said, Randy, is that you? Cause I got that then oh, wow. I went way back down to a younger or a lighter weight. And so anyway, that love and passion for health and being in shape and being healthy followed me all the way through life. And one day I just said, you know what, I want to be a naturopathic doctor. And mm-hmm. I went down that path, looked up, you know, what it took and decided I'm going back to school. And I did. And then in school, here's where I took a twist and turn away from most every naturopathic doctor out there. Most of them use modalities that I don't use at all. And I don't discourage them, but I really feel like I'm one of the rarest doctors in this entire country and even almost the entire world because my specialty is I look at the face, the fingernails and the tongue and any other marks of concern on the body and I can see what's going on in the organs of the body if they're in distress, if they need some help, if they need some TLC. And when I see that, that's exactly what I do. And then I have aligned with a company that has the perfect products. And the guy who formulated most all of it is about 84 years of age now. Hmm. And those products work. So it just works out really perfectly and I have clients all over the world. I love what I do. Love it. And I'm not one of those people that shuts off at five. If I've got emergency type of clients, I'll work till midnight, one, two, three, um, because people are out there suffering and they need help. Even in your audience, they need help.
0: Oh, yeah. Believe me. <laughs> well, I sent you a picture of my tongue and my face. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been, you know, looking at it every day going, okay, so I know down the middle, it's there's a little crack. So that's my di- digestion. And then I looked under it and it's a little, it's not fleshy. So there's a little, it's not a little dark on the two veins. Um, so that's like my liver. Or the oils and yeah, I mean, I want to get into that. but it, So then I'm looking at my lines on my face going, okay, these are organs too. I don't need that line. I just need to get with Dr. Randy and get the food inside of the nutrients to remove that. And I think that is just, I mean, people are going to listen to this and go, what, where have you been all my life?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I put a lot of other specialties out of business if people listen to me.
0: Yes oh, I know. but what, okay. why pick why the tongue and the skin why, how did you go there? Like did you learn it from somebody?
1: I when I went to school, they touched on it barely. And I found that I was just really, really good at it and I liked it better than every other modality that's out there for naturopaths. I didn't I wasn't in love with any of the others. I was gonna probably end up doing them, but I wasn't in love with them. And when we hit on this just tiny little chapter about the tongue, I was like, wow. And so eventually I had to do clinicals. And in the clinicals, my clients, I would look at them. And I remember one in particular, it was a gentleman. And he said, well, you know, my tongue, it's discolored. I just had a cup of coffee. I really don't want to send you the picture until I've had time to brush. And Mm -hmm. I knew exactly what the problem was. It had nothing to do with what he ate. And sure enough, he waited about 12 hours and finally sent me pictures and there I could see exactly what I thought it was gonna be ahead of time. And he, of course, had been scrubbing furiously to give me the best pictures, but they were still discolored in a certain way. And, And so I just was like, that's it, I'm sold on this. And so I got aligned with a doctor of acupuncture who's now since retired. He's no longer in the business, but he specialized in looking at the tongues. And so, you know, I then had to take it beyond that. And I've worked with people all over the country, trauma ER doctors, parasitologists, celebrity chefs, you know, Dr. Joe Wallach, who happens to be Mm -hmm. the one I was mentioning, 84 years of age. He used to work with Marlon Perkins. He was a doctor of veterinary medicine for over 50 years. And so they cured everything in the animals first, and then they brought the cures to the people. And so when you call up and talk to him only on a radio show, he really doesn't do anything individualized anymore. But if you talk to him, he just listens. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have picked all of that up. I've got all of that down in my sleep. But I take it one step further and I look at your pictures and I see those organs. So not only do I hear what you're telling me, but I also look at the organs, face, fingernails, tongue, different growths and things that show up on the body. And I know what's going on.
0: Right. I listened, I listened to Dr. Wallach on a podcast that you were on with him. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was, (laughs) that was a man that really like, he was talking about like, have you heard SIDS before, you know, that used to be so prevalent and MS and um, cystic fibrosis and all these um, ailments that were so rampant. Mm -hmm. And then he figured out, oh, that was a really fascinating um, interview. But so, so let's go into that. Let's go into the tongue, what you see, if you see, so people can kind of go, they're going to be looking out in the mirror right now at their tongue. Um, and then the fingernails is fascinating. Never in my life have I heard that. The wrinkles or the lines on your face where women usually do Botox for.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I never really on podcasts get into exactly what it is that I see. But I will, because I do teach a course on that. It's very in-depth. I don't want people to think, okay, I have this because there's no definitive until I look and I, when I'm looking at the tongue, I'm looking to see the double whammy on the face. And then again, on the fingernails, it's like a double, triple confirmation. Hmm. Okay. But I'll give a, a story how I was sitting next to a gentleman on an airplane. He happened to be a pilot. And he was not flying, but he sat next to me, and I was looking at him. He was overweight, had very ruddy skin. I could see that there was a heart issue, and he had his hands folded on his lap, and he was sleeping. Well, it's not safe to be around me because I'm going to be looking at right. you. <laughs> and so um, I was looking at his fingernails, and I could clearly see he had internal bleeding. Then, when you compiled it with the complexion of his skin, the way he was breathing, certain features uh, on his face, certain lines, et cetera. I could see that he had a real heart problem, most likely high blood pressure and lots of internal bleeding in the body. What was the bleeding? It could be polyps, could be bleeding hemorrhoids. Those are signs of the heart hmm. when that's happening. If you have gray hair, white hair, You know, I get people that come to me and say, hey, can you help my hair regrow? And the thing is, is yes, I can. But that's not your brain's priority. Your brain has a hierarchy or a pecking order and it will rob things like hair and hair color and you will go gray early so that it can take that raw material and put it towards the heart. So I've had eight, nine, 10-year-olds come to me with gray hair.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm.
1: It is absolutely not a sign of aging. And everybody says it is. Oh, well, I started to go gray when I was 40 or 50 or 60. Okay, explain the eight, nine, and 10-year-olds. Right. Has nothing to do with aging. Has Mm. everything to do with the fact that the brain robbed all that nutrient to try and keep the heart alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you mention things like SIDS, that's a very specific raw material that the, the doctor I work with had to sue the federal government and win that lawsuit to get that specific raw material into the prenatals. And once they did that, then things like SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, muscular dystrophy, um, those kinds of things went completely away. And if you, you're old enough to remember Jerry Lewis telethons. Right. Yeah. And in the telethon, you know, those were children that were born with deficiencies. And the thing is, is if the mom had had that nutrient, it would not have happened. Mm -hmm. And so once Jerry Lewis was actually told what the deficiency was, he actually went to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and told them, hey, there is a remedy for this. And they ended his career over that. And that was the last time he ever did the the telethon. Wow. Was after that lawsuit, after the lawsuit was won. Because it basically eradicated those things. Right. Not fully. If you still hear about it, then you just have to realize that the mom did not get the nutrients.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. Let's go to the foods because I... On your website, you can download, um, you put your email in and she'll send you the 12 foods that you want to completely avoid, mm-hmm. not even think about them. <laughs> right. And 12 that you must. And can can you give just like a couple of each? I know people will go to your website and get all of them, but oh, and there's a video on YouTube if you go on her channel and see that because that's really fascinating too.
1: Yeah. the The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash... The body can. Why is it that way? Because the body can heal itself once it's given the appropriate nutrients. The body is not stupid like a lot of the medical or modern medicine would like you to think. They like to say that the body attacks itself. It attacks the thyroid. It attacks, you know, the kidneys or various organs. That's not true. It's just that the brain is robbing nutrients from weaker areas to support the more vital organs. And and I'll go into that. We'll talk about going into shock and how that's the same. But as far as the foods go, uh, no wheat, barley, rye, oatmeal, or buckwheat. Buckwheat is not in that video, but we've added it to it because, and I'm one of the few doctors in the entire world talking about this, Wheat, barley, rye, oatmeal all have gluten. If you go to the market and you see gluten-free oats, it still has the evil twin brother, gliadin. I always like to joke, gliadin must be hot because <laughs> <laughs> because everybody still wants him, right? So he's like the bad boy that everybody still wants, oatmeal, okay? So that's gluten and gliadin. And I'll get into why they're bad. Then there is something called phagopyrenes. That's in the buckwheat. So what happens with all of these things, glutens, gliadins, and phagopyrenes? When we eat them, they go through our digestive tract like a wrecking ball. And by the time they make it to the small intestine, which is supposed to look like a shaggy rug, those mow down that shag, which are fi- trillions of uh, finger-like structures that grab the nutrient mm. as it's flowing through. But if we don't have any, it becomes like a glass cylinder, and so everything just slides right through. So, look at obesity, for example. I'm going to solve the obesity problem right now. Okay. Yeah. So, your body, when you're eating that bowl of oatmeal, a couple hours later, maybe an hour later, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Please feed me something because it's searching for raw material, anything healthy. But because you have no shag in the small intestine, everything's just sliding through. So you got no raw material. You got no nutrients. And so your, your brain is saying, Hey, I still, I don't, I don't have what I need. I need more raw material. I need something because I need to keep this heart alive. I need to keep the liver alive. So can you eat again? And then you eat again and you might be craving certain things like breads or oily foods or salt etc typically you're missing a vitamin or a mineral in that moment that you're having that craving it's called pica horses chew on the side of a crib or of a stall babies chew on the side of a, a right, crib
0: on the crib i heard that
1: they're searching for nutrients huh. wood typically has mineral but they put, you know, paint and lacquers and things over these things. And so, therefore, it becomes toxic for them to be chewing on. But it doesn't mean that they, they're not searching. Their body is saying, please find it anywhere I can. Because if you think about it, oats aren't really natural to a horse, but everybody feeds them the oats. They want to be out in the pastures eating the grass, okay? And, you know, for babies, things like oatmeal, that's also not natural. And we're destroying the digestive tract. If you have a colicky baby, chances are if mom's nursing, she's getting gluten or you're feeding the baby something where it's causing great pain to the liver, the gallbladder, or any, anywhere along the line in the digestive tract. Not just adults get things like IBS or Crohn's. Babies can get it too. And that pain starts early mm-hmm. in some. It just depends if they're, you know, if they have a weaker immune system. Right. Or even when mom was pregnant, she was eating a lot of gluten foods. So,
0: Talk yeah, about the seed the seed oils.
1: This is this is a mind blower. Actually, this I is went, a
0: mind blower.
1: Yeah, I went even on Sean Hannity radio, and I took so much grief over this. But this is the truth. So people can either go off the cliff, or they can listen to what I'm saying. And follow this for the rest of their life. I swear there's like a Bill Gates, uh, you know, Nazi uh, mosquito in here because I'm getting bit while I'm actually talking. (laughs) It's like dive bombing me somewhere. Okay, so the seed oils. I want to give you a visual and your listeners a visual first. If you take a bite out of an apple and you let that apple sit on the counter, what does it look like in 15 minutes or three hours? or three weeks, or three months. Okay, it's already started to rot, it's turned brown, it's oxidizing. So how is a coconut any different? Or an almond, once the structure has been cracked, it's now exposed to the oxygen and it oxidizes. Same for the olives. People will fight for those. Yeah, but I I eat extracts of virgin or, you know, but the coconut, yes, in their raw form eaten in the first 15, 20, 30 minutes, you're pushing it when you're at the hour because think about the apple, okay? It's right. already turning. So these things become rotten and rancid to our bodies past a certain point, and it's not very long in that point. Past an hour, I probably wouldn't eat them. Once they become oxidized, then they cause free radical damage in our body. So even if there was a good effect, it's that window is closing and that good effect is now gonna be a bad effect. So no oils of any kind. So you take somebody that has high cholesterol We get good cholesterol from the runny yolk of the egg. It's fantastic. The egg is truly the perfect food. Even the outer shell is going to be calcium. Then the white of the egg is great for the the hair, skin, nails, the eyes being crystal clear. And then the yolk itself, so phenomenal. I cannot even say enough good things about it. Our body is made up of about 20% cholesterol as a whole. The brain has something called the myelin sheath that makes up 75% of the brain. That myelin sheath is made up of 100% cholesterol. That comes from the runny dope of the egg. And then you have the reproductive area, which is 95% cholesterol. So what do the doctors say? Don't eat cholesterol, don't, you know, take this uh, cholesterol-lowering drug, etc. Mm-hmm. They give you that drug, they're shutting this off. They're shutting this off. The base of the spine in a pack of cholesterol, they're shutting it all down. We slowly wither away when we take those drugs. So how do you stop the cholesterol going bad? That's where the oils come in again. Those oils take the good cholesterol that you got from the runny yolk of the egg and they bastardize it and turn it into bad cholesterol. So if you eliminate fried foods and foods cooked in any of the oils, canola, vegetable, olive, coconut, insert, almond, whatever, eliminate those, your good cholesterol will not turn bad. It can't.
0: Hmm. So you cook with butter. Butter, A a stick of butter a day keeps the doctor away.
1: (laughs) It's exactly true. It was never the apple. And if you think about it, and I'll take it a little step further, most people never think about this. The apple really refers more to people that are vegans. You know, they're not going to eat the egg and get the good cholesterol. Every vegan that has ever come to me did not get the nutrients. They all think it's going to be in the food. Not true because the food only has about three nutrients in it. That's what the farmers have figured out that they need to put into the ground to get that food to grow. Just three nutrients. Okay. So you're not getting much from that food. So an apple just kind of really refers to the vegans, vegetarians that you're not going to get that nutrient. So it wasn't the apple a day that saved your life, butter, good fat. Mm -hmm. good fat in our body. So if you're lactose intolerant, find another way to get that that butter or ghee is fine. But, and it's not just from dairy cows, you know, you can get it from goats. You you know, if you say, well, I'm just allergic to anything dairy. Okay, there is alternatives. There's other animals that produce these types
0: of things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, We've been eating, I've been doing eggs like crazy. I'm at the store every other day now buying eggs. And I know I always end up buying the most expensive that's like where I really have splurged before I even knew what I learned from you. But mm-hmm. I always felt like I've got to get the most expensive eggs because I feel like those are the best, mm-hmm. the healthiest. And now about it's all butter. And the girls are like, mom, you're not scrambling my eggs anymore. And I was like, no, we have, you have to have the gooey part. <laughs> yep. interesting thing was, you know, Easter and we do Easter eggs and you were describing in one video that I think I want everyone to really think about because you've seen that dark. Explain how you can tell because you've killed the, the healthy cholesterol that you see that gray line around yes. the... Yes. Yeah, so the
1: good cholesterol comes from the runny yolk of the egg. So if you hard boil an egg, it will get a blue or purple line around that yolk. And you can usually see it right outside of the white really easily. Mm-hmm. And that was the good cholesterol and you killed it.
0: Right.
1: Wow. So you need to keep that runny. You need to keep it soft, soft, scrambled, soft poached. Soft uh, is the key all around. Soft, soft, soft. I actually eat, and people will think that this is gross, but I eat, and I do it in a way where it tastes like a delicious eggnog, three raw eggs daily. And there is a way to test and see if an egg is okay to eat raw. You know, because the... The uh, news and the things that are out there on the internet scare you about a raw egg. But really, a raw egg is not uh, a scary thing. So if you take a bowl of water that's deeper than the egg itself, and you you just fill the bowl with water, then you put the egg in. It's still in its shell. You haven't cracked the Mm -hmm. shell or anything. If the egg stays sunk, then it hasn't rotted inside. Oh. If it rises to the top, that means that there's gases built up and it's rotten on the inside. I had one literally the other day and it it rose to the top. So hmm. I cracked it separate in a different bowl just to see what was going on. And there was like a pin size hole in the shell. It happens. And inside, it was like green algae had built up.
0: Hmm. Had
1: I ate that raw, I would have been sick as a dog. Right. So you do have to test the eggs if you're going to eat them raw. Plain and simple, you have to do it.
0: And you've said on one video that you've brushed your teeth with the eggshell because it has calcium in it?
1: Yeah, you can grind it up to a fine powder and brush your teeth with that. I mean, it's got to be super fine powder. And I also use uh, baking soda. Okay. So as opposed to the toothpaste out there, most of the toothpaste have coconut oil in them. And the thing is, this is rotten and rancid. So people will say, well, what about oil pulling or brushing my teeth with that? It's still a rotten and rancid. And think about how thin your skin is in your mouth. That anything you put on your skin, anywhere, even in the mouth, that's going to absorb in in about four seconds and have gone through your whole entire body in about eight to 10 seconds. So what do you want running through the heart, the kidneys, the liver, et cetera? Right. So I don't put anything on my skin. You don't? No, nothing.
0: Not even, do you wash it with soap?
1: If I do, yes. I use something that has an essential oil in it, a peppermint, okay. and it's quick on, quick off. That's in the shower, staying clean. Of course, I have good clean hygiene. But what I don't do is I don't put lotions, colognes, perfumes, anything like that at all. All of the deodorants, for the most part, have bad things in them. So baking soda, just a real fine powder, is a deodorant. Think about it, people put the boxes in the refrigerator. What's it do? It pulls the odors Mm -hmm. off, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And it's an 8.4 pH with no
0: chemicals. Okay. So it's a
1: perfect deodorant.
0: So you take the powder and just like put it under your arm? Yeah.
1: I have a little dish next to my sink. Looks very, you know, pretty sitting next to there. And I just grab a little tiny bit of that and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So if you use a deodorant, it's gonna have a chemical in it, which makes it smell better. right? Right? So it's best to have no chemical. Think about how thin that skin is under there. Right. And everything absorbs in. Then women with breast cancer and hard nodules, et cetera, it's all related.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's best to do nothing. Also, coloring your hair is not a great idea. And I will give an example of that. There was a guy who was coming on the hair scene many years ago, and I heard an interview with him. and. I was before I was even a doctor, but it never left my mind. He was taking his students over to see the cadavers, and they had their heads cut open all the way to the skull bone. You know, how people donate their body to science.
0: right? Yes.
1: Whatever color they were dyeing their hair was the same color of the skull bone. Mm. So if people think that that's not absorbing in, they're wrong. And then go look at that. Look at all those chemicals that are in there. And then you got to think, is that what I really want inside my heart and my liver and my kidneys? And nobody thinks about it, but yet they all go, why is cancer the number two cause of death? Why do they never find anything when they do all this research? Well, number one, I don't feel like they want to find the answers. And if an answer does come up, it gets shelved. Right. But on top of it, who can count the ways Chemical, 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 everywhere we go. When I was in my 20s, somebody said, oh, don't put perfume on your clothing. You'll ruin it. And I thought, okay, what does it do to my skin? Right. It's one of the most toxic things you can put on your skin. It absorbs in like that, and it's <gasps> going through everything. Your eyes, your your every organ in your body. They're endocrine disruptors. They mess up our hormones. They mess up our cycles. Right. So why would we want that on? We have to reject all of it and go back to being somewhat natural. Baking soda is fine. If you want the perfume, I'm totally not against it, but spray the clothing. Okay. Okay. Who cares if you're like seriously? Have you ever held on to anything for more than 30 years, 20 years? I mean, I might have a cool t shirt I really love. Right. Right. But I mean, has anything ever been ruined by a chemical? It goes into the laundry and there's chemicals. Nothing gets ruined by those chemicals. And right. if it does, okay, say lovey. Better right. that than me.
0: Right. Talk about the bioidentical hormones because two years, so I'm 54, two years ago, I went to a natural path. Okay. And got all my blood work done. And I mean, every test under the sun I did, um, with her mm-hmm. and everything came back. You know, my estrogen was super low. All the, you know, you know, so all that I have my, I started menopause. I was done with menopause at 50. So anyway, I'm listening to you talk about that. And I'm like, so now since I listened to you on Michelle's podcast, I was like, I look at him on the counter. I'm like, I can't do that. But then yeah. I know you don't want to. Go cold turkey, but I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to figure out what I can do and not do that. So I haven't been doing that for probably two weeks. Oh, great. Okay. And and I'm just, I don't have headaches. Like I know Michelle has said she was having headaches, but that's the part, you know, because I say, gosh, I go to a natural path, right? Thinking those are the ones that are going to tell me the right thing to do and it's healthy, Mm -hmm. but it's not.
1: Yeah. And I hate to disparage my own industry. (laughs) I really do. But I don't like most naturopaths any more than I like medical doctors. Hmm. So when they're telling people to get on a bio-identical, I like to give visuals when I talk. So if you think about when somebody, let's say they had a liver transplant and they've got somebody else's liver and now for the rest of their life, they're on an anti-rejection med. So it's something tricking the brain to not recognize that foreign liver because as a foreigner, because right. if it did, it would reject it and kill it and that person would be dead. So it tricks the brain into saying, hey, I like that liver. And it'll hold it around. People that have transplants are some of the trickiest clients I've ever had. I really don't like to take them on. I'd rather just save the organ. And I don't like to take them on because if I save every other organ, the brain's going to wake up and go, oh, I don't like that liver. That really isn't my liver. And so if I build up the immune system to fix all the other issues that are going south, it will also go against that liver. Mm. Okay. So a bioidentical, and I've had so much experience with this. Every single woman that comes to me and even men, because they're on these things too in a different format.
0: Yeah, Richard is.
1: Every time they come to me, they're a mess. All that is doing is tricking the brain into thinking you're okay and that you've got the hormones. You don't. You don't have them. It's a fake. It's a fraud. And we have to. Get the body off of that because it's kind of like a welfare system. You know, what happens on the welfare system? The unfortunate fact is people get lazy, they get fat, they don't go to work. Okay? Right. Sometimes it's a benefit, but most times not. So we have to get the organs off of the welfare program and get them truly the raw material that they actually need so that they come back alive. And get to work. And remember, a cholesterol-lowering drug shuts those systems off. So those people, now they're taking bioidenticals and Lipitor and other things to shut that area off. It's like, "Ah, what does the brain do? It doesn't know what to do. So it just does nothing. And then nothing works. The person feels like doo-doo. And then they come to me and want help. The thing about me is I'm an aggressive doctor. I really demand that you follow the good and bad food list because if you don't, then I'm not going to get that absorption. And you might as well just throw the vitamins down the toilet. I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the porta-potties, I guess is what they're called. And sometimes people have called them like vitamin catchers. Because when they go to clean them out, all they see is a bunch of vitamins. Oh, my gosh. Right. What is that? That's from people eating gluten, eating toxic nutrients, like maybe manufactured in China, which is probably 95% of what's out there on the market. And so nothing's absorbing. The body isn't even breaking it down. It can't. Right. It's just sliding
0: through. What about the the timing? So I listened to this today. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this all wrong. Is the taking your vitamins, because I'm all about that and I will be changing them to what you tell me, but, mm-hmm. and then having your coffee. And it's like, oh, that just yeah. kind of goes away.
1: Yeah, coffee is number, that's two things. It's a diuretic. So you drink like six ounces of water, you know, in the coffee. It's going to pull, there's no science to this, but maybe 12, 13, 14 ounces of water out of your body. So you stay perpetually dehydrated. So that's one thing about coffee. And I'm not against it. I had coffee this morning, but I keep it separate from my raw material, my nutrients, because coffee actually, basically for all intents and purposes of saying it, it just basically kills certain vitamins in the body. It definitely just leaches them straight out and you took it for nothing. Right. Because, and I think about even like my grandparents, how they would wake up and take a vitamin or a mineral with their coffee. And you've got to separate the two. And most of the world does not understand that. And right. coffee, I love the taste. I love the smell. I, I love it. My, you know, as well. But, you know, this is interesting. I'm going to tell you something I haven't told any show. Yet. And this just came out uh, this morning because my sister and I both did a fast about one week apart. On my fast, let me tell you the benefits of a fast. First of all, you need to have your immune system built up first. Do not just jump into one. You got to be, you know, pretty strong to go into it. But by day three of a fast, all of your white blood cells start over. So the body sloughs off all the old. Those are your fighters. So by day three, you get all new fighters. By day four, all of your dopamine receptors reset. Okay, it's really cool what a fast Mm. can do for the body. Of course, you'll burn some visceral fat. You're going to burn off just water too. So in my fast, I literally only drank for five days, just water, and I put sea salt in it. So I was getting some mineral, no calories, nothing, zero zip, zilch, nada. In the five days, my encounter was a little bit different from my sister's. So, and she's about a year and a half older than me. So we were kind of going over the results today. In my fast, I was pretty well dead to the world, like low to no energy. Day three, part of the day, and then I got an energy kick. Day four, part of the day, and then I would get an energy kick the day i came off the fast you know i was just like ugh, dead to the world i still had to work i had the busiest week oh my of God. my career during the fast of course of course yeah but i lost in that time 9 pounds
0: oh my gosh
1: right so my sister she coffee does not break a fast okay but she lost 5 pounds in the same time frame, doing the same thing. And she was actually pretty physical. Whereas I literally did rest. You're supposed to rest. She was out mowing yard, you know, for my parents and, and for her. And so she was kind of active around the house. She lost five pounds, but she drank two cups of coffee every single day. So hmm. she, yeah, she didn't stick with just the salt water. Whereas I did. And if I got hungry and I had those pains, then I always kept a glass of water in the refrigerator so it was extra cold. And so whenever I started to feel that hunger Mm -hmm. gnaw at me, I would just drink a cold glass of water and boom, it went away. So we can get through it. We can survive it. And the benefits are definitely worth it.
0: Right. Talk about salt. Because I was listening to like people in another country, they drink a whole entire salt shaker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, if you think about it and you look at the Asian population, they eat the equivalent of a salt shaker a day. So that's about 12 to 15 grams of salt. Okay. In this country, we eat somewhere around one to three grams of salt per day. And in fact, in this country, our doctors tell us don't eat salt. It's not good. It may cause high blood pressure. That's all lies. It's just bunk. It's just literal bunk. If you think about putting a Salt block out in the field with the cows. Who's out there hovering over the cows and telling them, you have to stop at four licks? Right. You know, you're going to get high blood pressure. Nobody. They lick until their heart's content. Okay. It right. sounds, it is just bunk. It's absolute bunk. If you think about, um, athletes, I have done this bike ride across the state of Iowa where it's called Ragbri, And in six days, you ride across the state, you're camping out every night. It's kind of brutal. It's very hard on the body. And they have vendors along the way that are out there just selling things like dill pickles. They sell you everything, but dill pickle is a big one because they want to get the salts back in you. Right. So you're not collapsing and things like that. If you go to the hospital in an emergency trauma type of situation, twofold with this. What's the first thing that they hook up to your body? Saline bag straight to the vein. They get that salt in every part of your body. If it was so bad and they were so worried about it, wouldn't they be like, well, did you get the salt measurements before we stick that into our vein? No, nobody's doing that. That's the first thing they do. Boom. And if you think about a trauma type of situation, when Let's say you're going into shock. The legs don't work. The arms don't work. You start talking gibberish. You can go unconscious. All of these things are happening as you go into shock. What is happening, really? The brain is saying, I don't need the arms. I don't need the legs. Chop them off. I don't care. But I got to keep that heart alive. I got to keep that organ alive. Or guess what? We all die. We're all dead right you can be a stump and there's people that are public speakers making incredible careers that literally have no arms no legs okay so we can live without those things mm-hmm. but we can't without the heart right so that's what a shock situation is the brain is very smart again that hierarchy or pecking order and it pulls all the blood and all the nutrients away from all these other areas what is happening to people on a daily basis? Why did I say if you're losing hair going gray really isn't an aging issue? Because the brain is doing that same hierarchy or pecking order that it does when you're in shock where you see it like that. Mm-hmm. But on a day-to-day basis, it's slowly doing that to every single one of us as well. That's why the cycle left early. That's why gray hair comes in early the brain is saying, I need nutrients. Mm -hmm. And it needs very specific ones. And if it doesn't get them, it robs them from the hair, the bone marrow, people become all hunched over, et cetera. It's robbing all these other areas that it doesn't need to live to feed the heart and keep it alive. We are all daily going into shock, but at a much slower pace. So for the listeners You know, what's going wrong with you right now? If I looked at the face, fingernails, and tongue, what am I going to see? Which organs am I going to see? Are they going to, I don't know who really does it, cosmetic type people, but uh, they'll say, make an angry face. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of lines appear. And they act like, probably because it's what they think, I don't know, that it's wrinkles. When in reality, it's organs that are in trouble. And they show up and everybody thinks that they're wrinkles.
0: Right. They're so not. what, like genetically, like what if my, you look down the line and you're like, oh, that, you know, my grandmother had that neck or, you know, we all look, this, have these wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Is that something that, what, is there anything genetically tied to that? or is no. It, you, not, <laughs> no. Nothing.
1: <laughs> no, nothing. The only reason that you might have something that grandma had as far as First of all, it had to be detected at birth. If it wasn't right, it's not genetic. There's, it's impossible. If grandma was a diabetic and grandpa was a diabetic and mom and dad were diabetics, does that mean you're going to be a diabetic? No. What makes you a diabetic is what you're personally doing. Every ailment that happens to somebody today is the result of a choice or a decision that they made at some point in the past has everything to do with that. We'll take a type one diabetic. That is not genetic. Everybody thinks it's genetic. When a baby is born, a type one diabetic, it means that mom in the first trimester did not have enough essential fatty acid when something called the Isles of Langerhorns are formed. And if she didn't have the raw material for those to be formed, that baby will be born and it's determined in that first trimester that it will, he or she will be a type one diabetic. If you're 50 or 60 diagnosed as a type one diabetic, that's a lie. That's a misdiagnosis. What happened? That happens all the time. I get mm-hmm. people that come to me, well, I, you know, I'm 56. Okay. I was just diagnosed as a type one. Oh, really? Okay, so that's always interesting. I love to hear that. So I know immediately that that man or woman is eating gluten, gliadin, or phagopyrene. Why do I know that? Because as they go down the digestive tract and they hit that small intestine and they wipe out that shag, the finger like structures are gone. There was nothing to grab that metformin. Hmm. So now it just slides right on through. And they are non-responsive. So then they go to the hospital in an emergency type of situation and they shoot them immediately with insulin. Boom, all of a sudden, somebody on their deathbed comes back to life. How is that possible? That's in that moment where they get diagnosed as a type one. Well, you know, the metformin didn't work, but the insulin did. You have to be on the insulin for the rest of your life. No, they didn't. They just needed to get off of the gluten, gliadin, and the phagopyrenes. And And people will argue that with me forever. And it's okay, I'm right. (laughs) It's that simple, I'm right, I'm right. I'm proving it over and over and over.
0: But do you have no wrinkles? No, none.
1: And here's why. I have been preventative forever, even if the lights were taken away. There's no wrinkles on here. And okay, so there is one trick that's not a nutrient that just kind of keeps everything, you know, a little bit tight in the neck. And the cheekbones and everything super tight. No fillers. No, you know, whatever else they put in the, the strings and all that. No, zipsilachinata. Why? Because I get the appropriate nutrients that keep the skin up. And then just like if you were to lift weights. You're doing something with resistance. So I do something for resistance in here and people. I researched this for a long time. What can I do for my face to keep that super tight and muscular? Anybody can go get this. I looked at the, all the videos out there of all the, you know, the influencers of, you know, what to do for your face. And there's things called jaws or sizers and all this type of stuff. Right. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to chew on something rubber or plastic to get all of those super tight." But I did find a guy and I thought it was really interesting. He tested all of those things out and he said, "You know what? At the end of the day, there was a gum that worked. Hard as a rock." And uh I purposely get the no flavor one because I don't want the sugars and anybody can get it. It's spelled F A L I M, Falim. It's Turkish. Okay. S-A-L-I-M. Okay. And that gum is hard as a rock. And I chew on it almost every single day, hmm. almost to the point of like, you know, you know, when you've lifted a weight or you've done the resistance enough and it like hurts, and you know, okay, I get, I, I'm i done now. I'm working that muscle. It's the same way here. It's hmm. the same. And all of that, you know, I take my collagen peptides and I take certain things that are just all about keeping and strengthening bone, joint, cartilage, ligament, tendons. So none of that falls down. Right. The skin stays really nice. But then you got to remember that the face is full of signs for various organs, large and small intestine, kidney, heart, the uh, spleen, liver, pancreas, all these things show up and more on the face. So if that showed up, All of that chewing of the gum in the world is not going to fix that organ. That is a nutrient that is needed. And so at 55, I don't color my hair. I don't have any injections or fillers. And the reason is, it's because I'm internally taking the preventative that's needed to keep it all up. Keep it all up, all of it.
0: Right. While we're at the end, why don't we start, look at my face? Because I have these wrinkles that drive my left well, they say they're your laugh lines. Mm -hmm. And I want you to look at my picture because that must be some organs that need to be replenished. So I don't have wrinkles.
1: This one here, really, nobody can do a ton about it. That gum is going to help it. Okay. I have no filler in there and I hate those lines, but that is not uh, not an organ. So that has to come from the chewing of the gum and also taking the internal nutrients that help lift that all up. Okay. So a year on my protocols and men and women both, the face shape will change to what it was supposed to be. The tongue shape changes to what it was supposed to be. And they literally within one year look like they had a complete facelift. And I have clients- Sign me up. After client, same results. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So when I look at your tongue and you've got your face in here and there's, looks to be no makeup. Let's start with the tongue. Most definitely you're showing signs without me getting too much into detail, when somebody shows blue or purple or even black on the underneath of the tongue, they definitely need to be calling me. It's very much heart-related. In your case, you've got heart and liver related. And so I would wanna make sure that I got you on a protocol that was very specific to heart and liver. Also, the shape of your tongue is off. So it points to the heart, the shape of the tongue. And people don't realize that other things, too, that show me signs, if, if you stick out your tongue and you can't hold it still, if it's shaky, you need to be scheduling an appointment with me. The top of, the, oh, and by the way, the bottom of the tongue, even though that's a very thin area of skin, it should be the color of your gums. And when it's not, that's when we know that there's a slow, day, slow down of the blood, a stagnation of the blood, a lack of oxygen, a lack of flow. And, you know, if you go to an acupuncturist, they say that you need to move your chi or your energy. It's the same thing as saying, hey, we got to get the blood going. We have to, because under there is a very thin area. Here is thicker. Okay. Okay. So you can't see the vein through there, but you can see it there. And when that is discolored, it's very much pointing towards the heart. And in many instances, and in your case, the liver. So we want to get support in there for both of those things. That's all reversible. And that's the thing with me. If you weren't born with it, it's reversible, period. Okay. The top of the tongue does show me digestion, shows me hormonal. And I see the spleen there, unless you're dealing with a a blood pressure issue. Are you?
0: No. Okay. I I have low. always have low blood pressure.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it's showing me your spleen. You didn't give me a head-on of the face. But I do see large intestine on the face. What do these you see are that? Side shots. Yeah, I don't give the exacts. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to take the course to learn the oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But these are the things that I see on your tongue. And you don't have to say if you don't want to, I don't know if you get any injections or fillers. And I know that when we have the lights, when we do podcasts, I can't see everything else as well. But I like to look at the face in a scrunched up position because then I can look. So shoot me that photo when I'm all done and I'll, and I'll tell you that as well. And I will put together a protocol. And that's the way it works. I look at these areas in a tongue analysis. I look at the top and bottom of the tongue only in a full analysis. I'm looking at face, fingernails and tongues, top and bottom. And people always forget the thumbs. One of the indicators for cancer is when you have half moons on the thumbs only. It's not a for sure science, but it is a high indicator. And so that's one thing that I'm looking at. I also look for osteoporosis. I look for internal bleeding, kidney, liver issues, heart issues, circulatory issues. All of these things will show up. And then I, again, in a full analysis, I also confirm that with what I see on the tongue and what I see on the face. So it's very intricate. People fill out a three-page form that gives me details of their life and lifestyle. But when I do my uh, reports back, I actually look at the pictures of the tongue first before I read the report. So I test myself on 100% of my clients. And then I go, okay, did I see what they wrote? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool the way I do it. I love the way I do it because I'm always putting myself to the test. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thousands of clients now in 18 plus countries That come to me and, you know, people get results and I put testimonials out all the time on the various social media. And I am, you know, it's me and I have an assistant and occasionally I'll pull in some other assistants, but you know, people just need to be uh, patient because I get to everybody. But number one cause of death is heart related issues. Number two is cancers. Number three is the medical doctors, you know, giving prescriptions that don't mix or match terrible side effects, et cetera. And so, you know, we try to eliminate all of those things. And it doesn't matter what's wrong with somebody if they weren't born with it. It is in my opinion and my belief and my experience that it's all reversible.
0: Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. Randy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm such a health person. You know, (laughs) I've always, I always have had the vitamins and probably all come out of my body because I drink it before I have them before my coffee. But, you know, it's, it takes it to that level where, especially when you get to our age and, mm-hmm. you know, you realize the gray hair, the, I mean, I'm always talking positive. You know, I'm always like that believer and you know, you talk wellness, you talk, you don't talk yes. what, you know, I'm always about that. My girls have like, I've till they're blue in the face. I'm like, we talk wellness girls, but, you know, I just feel like If people understand that it's not, we don't have to get old. We don't have to be, you know, we can live till we're what, 150? (laughs) We should easily be living to about
1: 125. Right. So food matters, attitude matters, raw material. You know, I love other modalities that are out there, but I think that number one is what I do. I look see those organs and then put the protocol together to reverse whatever that issue is
0: with that organ. And you usually give it like 6 months is that and yes. then you check it again?
1: Oh. Yeah, cancers can be longer but uh you know, I have people stage 4 cancer that has spread and by 3 months they're really feeling pretty amazing. Nodules are gone, um hardness is gone, all those kinds of things. I've had people where Uh, that have had chemo and radiation till the sun comes. So, I mean, like so much of it. And, you know, in 30 days, cancer stopped. By 75 days, uh, shown by tests, that it's already gone in reverse and shrinking, shrinking, shrinking.
0: So. Amazing. Oh, I've been listening to you and hearing these stories of, of these miracles that, you know, I look at, like, I wish people... Uh, you know what? You know when you say you're the you're the only one, one of the only ones that really do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want the girls to study this and do this. Like more people need to do this. This yeah, needs to I, be the. the I thing. have a
1: course that I do. I will have another one probably um, around November. It's not the cheapest course, but it's very interactive with me. I do all of the courses live. And if people want to, you know, accelerate it, I do. If they want to go slower and do it once a week, I do that too. But each session is two hours and it is literally chock full of information. Jaws are on the ground with my students.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I would rather do that than go to, than send Paige to college. Like if she was really interested in nutrition and this kind of stuff. Because when I think of that, like, we just need more of of you. Yeah. People that do this because... If people knew how to
1: do this around the world, we could eliminate, listen, we need medical doctors. I love them for emergencies and life-saving type of things, but anything chronic, that's my wheelhouse. And we were around, we have been around since the dawn of time. It was only in the early 1900s where they made us into quacks, which is such, it's just, it's not even, you know, it's so wrong. It's just wrong. We were original medicine. 5,000 year old original
0: medicine. Right. Crazy. I, I'm, this is my last question because I always love to hear how you parent your boys. I know you have yes. four boys. Yes. How did you raise them with their nutrition? What was like, do, were they open to that? And I know they're what in their third, are they in their thirties?
1: Uh, the youngest 20. is 24 and the oldest is 30, about to be 35. Okay. So As a young mom, I wasn't as wise, but I also kept the candy from them and kept the soda from them. So, you know, they never miss it. None of them drink it or go after it today, which is good. Once you have established that.
0: Yes, my (laughs) girls either. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I always, you know, gave a healthier food, was very much into the uh, fruits and vegetables and steak and all of that. So they pretty much grew up with a good diet. And and every one of them is very much into the raw, you know, material, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids. All of these things matter. They take them every single day. And you know what? They're young men. So do they slough off every once in a while? Yeah. And then they come back. My 30, uh, three-year-old son. Messaged me two months ago and he said, Mom, he said he got COVID. And I said, What? You never, you know, told me anything about it. And he goes, No, I was just so down. You know, I didn't feel good. He goes, Can you do an analysis for me? And I said, Send me the pictures. And sure, I sent him a whole entire protocol and he is on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just takes little reminders like that. And they go, Hey, my mom is a naturopathic doctor and she'll right. get me back on
0: track. Right. So yeah. what would be your one thing to, tell people like before we end like that would be besides all the things we've already said to go to take or that are so like if you can do one thing besides all the things you've already said not to do what would be that
1: and part of the not is don't be buying the toxic vitamins and minerals that are on the market they are toxic to our body and they don't really work when you're trying to do the right things and put the right nutrients in We are dead in the water if we don't get minerals, Right, dead in the water. We will have a shorter life. There is no question about it. So reach out. They definitely need to reach out and get on, at the very least, my sledgehammer plan, which gets them everything that they need, even if they didn't target all the other various organs specifically to reverse an issue like, blood pressure, blood sugar issues, etc. Everyone needs the baseline sledgehammer and they should reach out to me for that. 844-275-1056. And when they do that, I know you have not, you know, gotten with me, but I would like for it to be support for your show. So, and having it linked to you. So, you know, we'll try to make that happen.
0: Okay. Oh, thank you so much. This was just you've really opened my eyes and I know everyone's just going to be like, sign me up. Um, so grateful <laughs> that you can be in this world and that you chose, that you really followed your calling and um, do what you love so much because it really shows in everything oh, that you do. thank you. Yeah, it does
1: matter sure. that we do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're nothing without our health. So I don't care if you have nothing in this life, take care of your health, number one.
0: Right into your your website
1: the body can, forward slash schedule is where they go to actually get booked and scheduled
0: in with me okay oh thank you so much i loved it you're welcome you're oh, welcome so thank much. you for having me oh you're so welcome thank you for listening to the uncover your magic podcast today if you are inspired by what you heard today